0: Say hello right, to the bad guy, good guy coming last place Smell
1: that dope when I pass by, I my money at a fast pace Say hello to the bad guy, I'm your host Locke And this is the podcast where we drink, smoke, and bullshit about the life of a historic criminal Now we're talking outlaws and gangsters, we're not gonna cover too many serial killers That's just a little bit dark for me, and this ain't no true crime podcast Honestly, you can't call this a history podcast, because I'm no historian. I'm just a history fan that does some research and bullshits about it with his friends. So speaking of my friends, let me introduce you to my co-host. First with us today, we got Cancer. Oh, me? <laughs> yeah. Damn, the-
2: came what? hot and heavy with <laughs> the intros.
3: Oh, hey. Uh, hey.
2: What's what's going on here? What, there's
3: not a fucking bell or
1: something? <laughs> <laughs> it's the uh, element of surprise. It's my new style I'm Can doing. I yeah, I just producer? walked
2: in the door. I just happen to have headphones on
3: welcome to the show
1: how's it going guys (laughs) uh and also with us today we got dan
2: huh what
3: (laughs) (laughs) what up everybody (laughs) how did we get here (laughs) (laughs) i was sleeping hey i just came back from the garage there's legitimate questions
1: (laughs) cancer you want to kick us off today would you bring
3: a drink
2: oh yeah um you were surprised by every <laughs> question well usually you say this is blah 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 and we're doing blah blah. there's usually more intro we just like snapped right it. i don't it. think so that's usually what we do right? I, I think it? you've
3: yeah. been listening more so maybe you hear the intro
1: well uh so this is say hello to the bad guy this is how it's gonna work cancer got it
2: we do. okay we're not historians first time <laughs> caller long time <laughs> yeah. listener I went with Founders Velvet Rush more because I was running late and I didn't feel like finding something new. So, And it's good. It's uh, I've had it before. It's a brown ale aged in bourbon barrels it's like everything Founders does.
1: They were able to get a bunch of bourbon barrels <laughs> in bulk. But, and like, I mean, you know, shit, Founders, they can yeah. get whatever they yeah. want. Yeah, we're soaking everything in bourbon barrels. If they
2: want to soak uh, a beer in King Tut's tomb, I'm sure they could.
3: <laughs> well, Founders now has started making uh their own bourbon. There's Founders bourbon, ironically, soaked in beer barrels. Isn't that New Holland that's doing it? Oh, maybe it is New Holland. Yeah, because you, brought, well, you brought it. It was New Holland. Yeah. All Whatever. Right.
2: Maybe Founders could, yeah. too. Yeah. Where <laughs> am I? <laughs> what are we doing? Oh, why are we wearing headphones? <laughs> Wait,
1: what? Uh, so this is somebody's first episode ever, and they're like, what the <laughs> fuck is
2: going on? <laughs> You should start it with no intro, nothing. Just dive right into it. So they keep (laughs) rewinding, trying to find the beginning. What did you bring to drink, Dan?
3: Well, I too found myself Drinking Founders, which uh, is one of my favorite. It's a staple on the show. And now that they've started uh, sponsoring another podcast that I like, I'm gonna start drinking Founders every time till they decide to sponsor us. <laughs> what and a... if they never do, it's still a win win because the shit's delicious. Yeah. There you go.
1: What uh what other podcasts are they sponsoring?
3: Uh stuff you should know. But they they get a lot of uh alcoholic sponsors. They had Crown Royal for a while. Well see,
1: we drink Founders, we plugged your stupid podcast.
3: Like <laughs>
1: somebody give us a fucking tweet or a sponsor or yeah. something. We should do, do
2: the... like a memento or a Benjamin Button episode where we start off really drunk. And then progressively get sober. <laughs> that's, that's we, we progressively get headaches. So it's a
3: podcast where I'm just napping. <laughs>
2: so that's what I do. Yeah, yeah, that's where I'm at too. But uh,
3: to be more specific, I got a backward backwoods bastard, which is also aged in oak bourbon barrels. Mm-hmm. But I got it because I recently revisited the uh, Lord of the Rings trilogy, and it looks like Gandalf on <laughs> um, the thing. Solid logic. So I was like, "Hey, there we go." There's Gandalf.
1: I'm going for it.
3: It's founders. It's wizardly. Even though it's not really, he has an axe, so he's an old grizzled. He looks like Cotton, the old uh, moonshiner. (laughs) Let
1: me uh, let me see it real quick. Oh yeah, like Gandalf the Gray. Gandalf too. Yeah. Which is the doper Gandalf to me?
3: Yeah, dirty, grimy, just likes to
2: smoke out his pipe. I think it's his cousin Randolph.
1: Gray, Gray Gandalf is from like Ecourse, <laughs> He's like Ecorse Gandalf and shit.
2: I'm, something tells me they have more than one.
1: He shows up with illegal fireworks and a pipe. <laughs> like if,
2: if they ain't from Ecourse, I don't know who the fuck is.
3: No, you're thinking of Rusty Randall. And if he actually <laughs> had
2: a vehicle, it'd be a white van <laughs> with no windows.
3: No, it would be a beat up old pickup truck <laughs> that always has an old tire in the back, and it's not a spare tire because it don't have a rim. It's just an empty tube.
1: <laughs> that hat he got that at a gas station. Yeah. i got this sheboygan brewing company blood orange honey it's getting to the end of summer beers time so i figured figure I'd, i'll dig one more i mean you guys already moved on to dark beers and i'm a dark beer guy anyway so oh, I yeah, i'm a them. year-round dark,
3: dark beer guy before well, the i got uh another founders their all day uh ipa yeah, which i good. was gonna bring but i wasn't in the mood for a light beer because fall is upon us so this is the first time i did switch to the uh darker ones but yeah, now I do have to finish off that 12-pack of the other Founders alcohol.
1: <laughs> Before we get started, we got to make sure we thank Sixfo Swaino for letting us use his music in the intro. Like always, I want to thank Cancer for letting us use his song in the mid-roll. You can follow Sixfo Swaino on Instagram. It's uh, F-O-E. And then Cancer, you can follow at Cancer The God. The E is a three. And...
2: Nice.
3: Oh shit, I didn't know you became a god.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
2: no, I was born that way, actually.
1: You can follow us on Instagram or TikTok at ba- bad guy Podcast, and then if you can't find any of those links, you can go to the website badguypodcast.com, and you can find everybody's stuff that you can click through there, but we'll go ahead and get started, and today the bad guy we're covering is Elizabeth Bigley.
4: It's ain't negotiation time. This is Scarface, final scene, fucking bazookas under each arm. Say hello to my little friend.
2: Nice, finally. Ooh, a bad gal.
1: We got Elizabeth Bigley, aka Cassie L. Chadwick.
2: Not Bigglesworth or something cool like that.
1: Oddly enough, you Bethany she's actually Biggs. she's actually known by Cassie Chadwick. If you look it up, that's what'll come up. Okay. Like her name will always say Cassie Chadwick, it's just not her real name. Got it. But you're a big fan of the nicknames. Yes. And then the last episode you were on, Gaston Means, the guy had no nickname. Yes. And you were disappointed. Yes. Um, So we're gonna make it up to you this time So I went with Cassiel Chadwick Because that's actually like her alias That's what she was known as All right. Uh, But here's her actual list of AKAs Oh shit There's a list Yeah I needed a second page for it this time Whoa So we got AKA the Queen of Ohio (laughs) Elizabeth Cunard Emily Heathcliff Madame Lydia Devere Miss Lydia Springsteen Madame Marie LaRose Marie Scott, Miss Marie Hoover, Cassie Chadwick, Cassie Hoover, and Betty Bigley.
2: It was like me when I used to order Columbia House back in the day. (laughs) (laughs) You mean for a penny? (laughs) I can get Def Leppard delivered to my house? Yeah, that's a pretty big, uh, the Queen of Ohio, that's a consolation prize. (laughs) It's one hell of a
3: kingdom. (laughs) She really stuck to a few things. Marie was her shit. Elizabeth and Betty, Cassie, and then she
2: was Lydia Springsteen for no reason <laughs> at all. Just squeeze that one in there, Mrs. So and, that means she was married to a Springsteen. Yeah,
1: and we'll hit most of these as we go through the story. You'll be surprised. I'm pretty sure we pretty much cover all these aliases as we go through. So, oh wow, there was a method to her madness.
3: It for wasn't sure. all
1: names at once. That's <laughs> right? ridiculous. Don't, don't <laughs> be don't be stupid, guys. Come on. Yeah. <laughs> oh, okay. Got it. So Elizabeth Bigley was born October 10th, 1857 in Eastwood, Ontario on a small farm. She was the fifth of eight kids.
3: Hmm. Right there in the middle. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
1: Now, at a young age, she went deaf in one year and <laughs> at, at, at a young age, she went deaf in one ear oh, okay. and developed a speech impediment.
3: No, she went deaf for one year. After <laughs> <laughs> that she is good. <laughs>
1: So when she went deaf, it leads to the speech impediment and this kind of led to her speaking less and like carefully choosing her words. People would make fun of her and they people treated her like she was slow. She was described as a quiet and peculiar child prone to daydreaming and fibbing and she would often practice mimicking other people's handwriting.
2: That I see all, where th- I see where this is going. That all
3: checks out. Hey, I'm done talking to these people. They think I'm an idiot, so I'm gonna just uh, lie and make shit up out of boredom. Sixteen you know?
2: aliases, and she's good at copying people's handwriting.
3: Hmm.
1: Yeah. Treat me like I'm a fucking idiot. You know what? I, you know what I can do? I can forge everything in your <laughs> goddamn bank home. account, asshole. Yeah. And uh, I like that. She's peculiar. She's prone to daydreaming and fibbing. <laughs>
3: <laughs> See, when I think when you combine daydreaming and fibbing, no, so she just
2: schemed. And looking at those aliases, I can't imagine that her uh, daydreaming was very inventive.
1: At 13, she forged a letter of inheritance from a rich uncle uncle in London. Nice. And then she took a bunch of money she saved up to prove that she had some funds up front. So she took the money she had, and then she took this letter of inheritance and went to the bank. At 13? Yeah, at 13. She's like, look, I got this official letter, and I got this money, and the bank was like...
3: And they were like, okay, do you have parents? <laughs> who the fuck am I talking to right now, little girl? Who your mom and dad. It's like the
2: guy who sent a bunch of bills to Facebook, and they paid him. <laughs> <laughs> he got caught, but it's a pretty
1: fucking... It's a pretty bold move. Well, the bank said, well, this all checks out, and they set her up a checking account and a stack of checks. So what she did was she went out and she took her checks, and she just went to all these different little local places... And she wrote checks over the balance and then took the difference. So wow. she'd go somewhere and she'd, you know, buy something for, you know, a couple bucks and write a check for 50 bucks and the banks will give them the difference. Cause back then they were like, Oh my God, she got a check. Yeah.
2: That's yeah, as yeah. good as fucking gold. This is 18 fucking 60. Who has a fucking check? Wow. <laughs> that's ridiculous. Paper wasn't even invented yet. <laughs>
3: that's ridiculous. Her checks were pieces of bark. She could just be like, Yeah, I don't know how numbers work. I'm a little girl. I don't know how banking works. So, okay, I spent too much. Blame the bank, not me.
1: (laughs) After months of writing bad checks, she had made thousands of dollars. She got arrested, but she was let off with a warning due to her age and being dubbed mentally unstable.
3: Oh, so now she's playing the old mental card, huh? They go to the bank, they're like, well, little lady, I don't know you Sound a little off, and you're a little girl. I don't think you can get a bank
2: account. See all your deaf listeners? They're going to stop listening. now. How many deaf listeners are there? Listen to what you just said.
3: That's that's, the joke. Welcome to the joke. Where (laughs) am I right now? What's going on?
2: Did I just wake up?
3: Do I have a bank account? (laughs) So as she got older,
1: she uh, actually pulled the scheme again, and she she was able to keep most of her money. She runs the scheme again, and this time she made up business cards that had her picture, and it said heiress of $15,000. On uh, the card? Yeah, that was her business card that she had. It said heiress <laughs> of $15,000. the most
2: Canadian shit I've ever heard.
3: Uh, now people have to get drunk on planes and say, my parents are worth $2 million.
1: <laughs> I mean... Well, so now when she's trying to run her scheme, if people are like, oh, I don't know, you're a kid. She'd be like, well, I got this business card that says it. And
3: (laughs) and they would say, oh, well. They wouldn't print it if it wasn't true. See, it's one of those things. Like, There's a theory that if you just go to events and you carry a six-foot ladder with you, like they'll let you in. They assume you're doing stuff. The amount of shit you can just get into because people just see that and they just think, Oh, this guy. Yeah, they're knows, here for a reason. Like, they're here for a reason. So these motherfuckers are just like, I don't really believe you, but you do have a card. Uh-huh. Like, it's so fucking ridiculous. Well, and
1: there's not a lot of cards in the 1870s.
2: <laughs> no, it wasn't until you could print business cards at home. It wasn't until then that people started to doubt shit. I mean, like, a, a business card really could get you pretty fucking far mm-hmm. up until the point where you can print them at home. Then people started to be skeptical But I've seen it firsthand. Like, it's 100% true that up to a certain point, like, you could get away with that shit. Because nobody had business cards that wasn't in business. Right.
3: Like the Secretary of State. You used to just be able to go up there with a piece of paper that said you had insurance. Till everyone could just print fake ones at home. Makes sense. Now, Now if you get one they make, you're like, no, you have to have them fax it right here, right now to us. They don't trust shit.
1: Nope. So she ends up getting caught again. But she gets let off grounds of insanity
3: wow so is that offensive
1: she... i don't know she got off as a little girl because they said that she was uh too slow and then now they're like oh she's just crazy leave, leave her be yeah
3: all right, that's... all right
1: in the late 1800s when she was in her 20s
3: i still but wait yeah she ripped off a lot of people but she's crazy we'll just let her go that's not a justification that's just the reason yeah like you would still have to lock her up like no she's crazy we'll just let her go it's a <laughs> they're, yeah they're,
2: that's not much of a deterrent
3: it was a rural canada they're like all right well we got to send her to a
1: mental facility and they are oh, like this, well
2: we don't have one of those like uh, well then i guess she's just gotta go this little
3: lady's <laughs> eggs are all scrambled eh <laughs> oh, she's a couple drops of syrup short of a pint she's uh working with a short stack <laughs> jesus okay we'll just let her go she's <laughs> as nutty as a moose
1: <laughs> in the uh, late 1870s she's in her early 20s and her sister marries a man from cleveland and relocates there so at this time cleveland was a big american hotbed because it was a big steel city and it was right on the water so it was a dock city and a steel city and hmm. a lot of steel magnates and real rich people were settling there because it was like an industry mecca of the nice. midwest
3: that's kind of the story of toledo and detroit all these towns way at the end of the saint Lawrence river when it hits lake erie like all these towns started booming up because that's when the boats were like all right well we're done this is where (laughs) we're going to man
2: yeah we're uh we're
3: out of fuel yeah i mean we can go around michigan and go to wisconsin but uh who wants to
1: she moves to Cleveland, and uh, she stays with her sister and brother-in-law, brother-in-law for a while, and then she ends up getting kicked out when they found out that she secured a bank loan using their furniture as collateral.
3: <laughs> <laughs> Damn it, Elizabeth, this loan's going to cost us a chair arm and a leg. Yeah, that, that'll <laughs> that'll piss you off a little bit. You
2: know how much we still owe Art Van for this? <laughs> they're, they're still paying on it.
1: So, she moves out, she gets her own place, and she starts a business as a clairvoyant named Madame Lydia DeVere.
2: Dude, I like this chick already. Um, How old is she around this time? I'm sorry. This will be her early 20s. Early 20s, okay. I mean, it's a bold move. She's
3: being very successful with these little bank schemes, and, and I mean business cards. Now she's got to print out new business cards. <laughs> <laughs> Like, But for real, I mean, that is one hell of a switch up. I bet you she mm-hmm. saw Clairvoyant and she was just like,
2: oh, these fucking suckers. Oh, yeah. She had to have okay. seen it from another town or traveling. Yeah.
1: Well, and yeah. just seen people paying them and she just thought, yeah, oh, come, on. Yeah. Yeah,
3: come I can, on. I can do that. I've been daydreaming and thinking of lies <laughs> since I was a youngin'. I can do this shit all day.
1: She used her skills to con and scam money out of all her most vulnerable clients. Sometimes she'd use private investigators to dig up information on people before they came in. And then she'd use, like, anything humiliating or incriminating against them and blackmail them. And, you know, she just was able to outsmart all these dumb dudes that would come see clairvoyance, you know, and uh, and just get her (laughs) hooks into them.
3: I see in your future, you're blackballed, motherfucker.
2: (laughs) I see your signature.
3: That's so great! Like I thought, she was gonna come up with a cool ass scheme with the clairvoyant shit. No, that's just a front to blackmail. Her clairvoyant scheme isn't even a clairvoyant scheme. She's playing three D chess, and y'all motherfuckers <laughs> is on checkers. You
1: you go see a clairvoyant, and she's like, "Oh, I see in my crystal ball that you're fucking your secretary." Mm-hmm. How about uh,
3: yeah, how about, how about we... you pay
1: me a bunch of money, and I don't tell your fucking wife
3: what uh what kind of furniture you got? Is that maple? <laughs> I don't know. We hey, talking like... red oak? What are we uh?
2: <laughs> I know a banker. <laughs> yeah. And she's already been let off a couple times. So she's pretty much like, well, I'm going to push this l- until, you know, Yeah, just keep I running. Mm-hmm. Yep. I haven't gotten in trouble yet.
3: I'm just a crazy lady <laughs> that sees things. Don't mind me.
1: Well, so she gets in trouble for stuff like that. She goes to some carnival or something and sees some clairvoyant acting like a crazy lady. And she's like, well, shit, I just make a, mu- I can make a living
2: I'm to it. Drive this wagon till <laughs> the wheels fall off. Crazy like a fox. She's described as plain
1: with an unsmiling face.
3: All right, not a fox. Rusting bitch face.
1: We got some pictures. Like a, a spoiler alert. She is unsmiling face describes her well. <laughs> like hmm. she is not a
2: smiler for sure.
3: <laughs> <laughs> she spent her childhood not talking to people. Right. That's she's not
2: much of a charmer. And probably people treating her yeah. like she was an idiot just because.
1: Um. But she was described as having hypnotic eyes. And she spoke real quietly, and her speech impediment now was like a – it was like a slight lisp, but hmm. people thought she sounded, like, interesting. Hmm. You know, she was, hmm. like
2: – she What's was that charming. What's accent? Mediterranean?
3: Yeah. yeah. Uh, she just told people she was from Spain? No, we say Ibiza. <laughs> Spain. Yeah. Barcelona, Barcelona, Bartholona.
1: I actually seen a quote that said her uh, her accent had people hanging on every word. So she went hmm. from, like, they used to not want to listen to – now they're just waiting for her to talk. But I've always said when you don't, the less you say, the more
2: people listen when you talk, right? Mm-hmm. So, yeah, and it's very smart to like gauge people's responses to the way you speak and then molding it and changing it um, creatively. Right.
1: On November 21st, 1882, she married a successful Cleveland doctor named Wallace S. Springsteen and took the name Miss Lydia Springsteen. But after the local newspaper printed a story and a picture a number of local business owners and people began demanding payment for debts. Mm. So since he was a famous person in the area,
2: mm-hmm. they ran
1: the wedding picture and then just people all over the town and business owners and debtors left and right. Hey. started showing up really, like,
2: Hey, uh.
3: your wife,
1: she sold my furniture, bro. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
3: Now I know this chick got money. Now I'm definitely coming to collect.
2: And now she's legally half and half with him. So he starts looking into it, and he's like, well, what
1: the fuck are you guys talking about? So he hires his own private investigators, and he finds out, oh, she's been arrested for fraud a bunch of times, and she's, like, really sneaky, and she owes mm. all these people money. So he's like, fuck that. This is bullshit. You con me. And he goes to get a divorce. And uh, they were like, yeah, but you guys are married,
0: and she does <laughs> owe all
1: this debt. And uh, in order to secure a divorce, you have to pay off her debt oh damn so after 12 days you
3: gotta get that prenup
1: 12 days after 12 days he ended up having to pay off all her debtors to finalize the paperwork
3: so they were divorced yeah (laughs) he must have really not wanted her around because i mean this is back in the day where yeah, even if you didn't like who you were married to, you kind of still got stuck with it and everything. This was like, no, I'm paying all this money. I want her the fuck out. I'm, yeah, he, uh. I'm tired of her creepy ass eyes and her wandering <laughs> around, never smiling. Get her out of here. The accent was cute at first. <laughs> yeah, now yeah, I'm, I'm over it the shit out I'm over me. it now. Should... As soon as we got married, there went the blowjobs. <laughs> God. So, uh,.
1: She then went and returned to work as a clairvoyant, this time named Madame Marie LaRose. So at one point she met uh she married a farmer named John R. Scott. He was like he didn't seem to be rich. He seemed like a regular dude and she was married to him for a minute and uh she couldn't do farm life. So she went and admitted to adultery adultery in order to get a divorce from him.
2: I mean like he had the farm before they got together. It's one of those things you're either into it or not. <laughs> See the first one was for was for money. Second one was for love. After the first cockadoodle doo, <laughs> she was like, nah,
3: I'm when good. He, if he didn't have money and shit, and then like, she probably thought, yeah, go out to the country. I'm done with this city life, maybe, maybe like, maybe. and then went out there and just realized, nope, turns out I like my schemes. Because mm-hmm. I mean, to admit to adultery to get out of it, like, the other guy, she made pay off her debts and stuff to get a divorce like this one. She was like, "Yeah, everyone can call me a whore and everything, but I'm getting out of here. I'm out." Huh. Um,
1: I actually agree with you. I think that that marriage, because she got out of it so quick, and and he had a farm, but he wasn't like a rich farmer, and mm-hmm. he was a younger dude. I think she probably liked him and tried to marry him and just got out on that farm and was like, dude, I cannot
2: yeah. fucking do or it. Her, Makes sense. I, mean, I can't do what it. What
3: if he conned her? What if he fucking, <laughs> he told her he had like this big mansion out in the woods on a big acre estate and all this shit. She went out there at the law cabin. Maybe it was an overboard situation. Maybe it was yeah. Kurt Russell. <laughs> she woke up, didn't know where she was. Kind of
2: like us. Yeah. When we got here, <laughs> she was like, what, what am I drinking? Podcast? What? Nope. Why do I have headphones on?
1: So she leaves him, and then she marries an older businessman named C.L. Hoover. Her and C.L. Hoover were married for a while. They had a son named Emil. And then in 1888, C.L. Hoover passed away and left her a $50,000 estate.
2: And a vacuum cleaner. Nope, a dirt devil.
1: 50000 in 1888 is worth about $1.5 today yo damn he passes away uh she sends her son to meal to live with her parents in canada and she relocates to toledo and where she gets a job as a clairvoyant
2: (laughs) wait a minute you're like okay she's looking at the newspapers like grocery store grocery store grocery store oh clairvoyant I've done that. <laughs> I'm I, qualified for that. I mean, now I'm really concerned with
3: this clairvoyant thing. Like, she's really going back to that well over and over yeah, again. Yeah, I mean, it's not like an accountant like, or something. To the point where she's rich. She could just be the rich old lady or whatever. She's like, no, I'm dumping this kid. I'm going back to
2: telling the futures. Because now she can afford better private investigators. <laughs> yeah.
1: She could deal with a higher class of dude.
2: Or she can just be rich
3: and not do nothing, and just be rich. It's just in her nature, probably. Yeah, she's got to she's be scheming. Got to do it. Well, and she she does other scams too.
1: So she would uh travel from town to town, using different aliases to run short
2: cons. God, I so, fucking met. man, I wish. She's I... <laughs> it's just the love of the game is what it is. It's but the I mean, love what a game. time to be alive, dude. When you can just move. Like it'd be like moving from like Lincoln park to Taylor and just telling them that you're Isn't somebody it? completely fucking different and nobody can look it up. Nobody can look at your Facebook. Like you can just be whoever you wanted to be. The
3: closest thing they crazy. have is like, Hey, is this a drawing of you? Like, no, it's a drawing of somebody else. <laughs> like, it me. looks a lot like you. Look, I have a business card. I am not the one in that drawing. <laughs> and what's crazy is how long, cause it wasn't till fucking Herbert Hoover and, or, john edgar hoover and uh fucking the fbi that started like
1: uh, jay edgar hoover
2: yeah one of those him too.
3: where am i <laughs> what is what's going on what am i drinking founder founders drinking it
2: leonardo DiCaprio? Um,
3: yeah yeah him but uh what was that that was like the fucking 60s or some shit like before before that you could just go to a different state it's just be like yeah i'm in a different state you can't That's get shit. fucking uh, capper you're on ghoul like it's crazy how it recently that shit changed hundred mm-hmm. percent.
1: So she ran a con in Buffalo where she hung out. She would go to like fancy hotels or places where like these rich people would hang out like in lobbies or VIP lounges and stuff like that and hang out and uh, just get to know these people. And uh, in Buffalo, she did. She did this scam a couple times. Like in Buffalo, she did it as a millionaire's wife. Hmm. Um, And then one time in Erie, New York. She did the it's the same con, but she did it as General Tecumseh Sherman's niece. <laughs>
2: <laughs> okay. Now we're bringing generals into this? Yeah, very time specific, I'm sure.
1: Um so she goes there. Well, he was like the hero of the Civil War or whatever. So she's there at this place in Erie with these rich people. She's like, Oh, that's my uncle, you know, my uncle Sherm and
2: but, <laughs> my <laughs> Uncle Sherm. What up, big Sherm? Un- Unky Sherm. Yep. Oh, we and, yeah. Monkey
1: you Sharon. know, and all these rich people love her and she's telling stories and shit. And then God. she uh, gets real sick and she has to go back home and she got to go all the way to Cleveland. And she got the money because she's the, the niece of Tecumseh Sherman and he's the war yeah. hero. But So they uh, cover her money and get her some money so she can get you know back to Cleveland or whatever. And she's <laughs> going to send it back to him. And then they never hear from her again. And then so they start reaching out to Cleveland to try and find out what's going on.
3: I love it. It's like when you're at the bar and you're too drunk to get home, and everybody like gets together for an Uber. Like, like <laughs> I gotta go back home, but I don't got money. Can you guys pay for pay for a cab? Send me a train
1: back to Cleveland. Yeah. Know? And um, she sent him back a letter that said, uh, I "Regret to inform you that she passed away."
2: I mean, like, come on. It would have been a lot cooler if it was like, <laughs>
3: "I regret to inform you, I am not General Schumer's fucking." I'm going to send Maybe. a letter
2: to GM financial next month. And are like, yeah, I'm dead this month. Sorry. Okay. <laughs> I'm sorry.
1: Can't pay it. But so she would do that too. She'd do traveling schemes. She was working in Toledo as this, uh, you know, clairvoyant. And then she ends up meeting this respected businessman named Joseph lamb. And he, he just thinks, dude, she's the best clairvoyant. She can see the future and shit. So he yeah. hires her as his financial advisor. <laughs>
2: Wow. All right. That's you deserve everything that happens next. I don't know what happens next, but you deserve it. So, you know, she's like, she's like, well, I have had a bank account since
3: I was 13. (laughs) (laughs) I've been getting loans and shit.
1: Uh, She's like, well, I don't know. You know, I got this big, I got a good practice. I love what I do and shit. And he's like, well, I'll pay you. (laughs) She's a lawyer. I'll pay you really, really well. And she's like, okay, well, I guess, I guess, You pay me a bunch of money, I'll do it. So he pays her a bunch of money, and then she agrees to come on and work as his financial advisor. He starts asking him to cash large checks for her from a Cleveland bank that she would forge. And what she would say is she'd like, look, I would have to go all the way back to Cleveland to get this cash and then come back. I mean, that's going to take a lot of time. Do you want to be here without me that long? Like they'll cash it for you because you're, you know, you're a big shot in town. So if you go to your bank, they'll cash it. Where is her hand when she's saying this? <laughs> <laughs> and he's like, well, yeah, that makes sense. So yeah. he just, and then you'll pay me back later. And eventually you'll go to Cleveland and you just give me all the money, you know, bam, sounds fine. So he does it and he cashes checks for her. He ends up doing, he ends up cashing up to $40,000 in fake checks for her. <laughs> Which, as we covered, is somewhere in the million-dollar fucking range worth of checks and shit. It's
3: always always a good sign when you have to cash checks for your financial advisor.
1: (laughs) Yeah. He cashes so much, they get so crazy with it, eventually they end up getting caught because they're just handing out fucking money left and right. So was he in on it, or he didn't know he was being... It depends on who you ask. Some people say okay. he was in on it the whole time. Got Some it. people say he was just that stupid and she was kind of taking <laughs> advantage of him. When they arrested them both, they let him off because they said he they thought he was the victim. Huh. He said that she hypnotized him and she had an evil eye. He said, <laughs> he said she's got an evil eye and everybody knows it.
3: Ka from Jungle Book? <laughs> she's, you are going to cash <laughs> these checks.
2: Yeah, that's interesting.
3: so he got off on being mentally unstable (laughs) right is what happened
2: he he took a page from her book yeah
3: oh this guy's as dumb as a moose eh? (laughs) why are we canadian in toledo (laughs) i don't know
2: it's a good question
3: no but uh that's wild (laughs) he's just like hey cash these checks for me i don't want to have to go back to cleveland story checks out all right yeah, works for me. That's a, yeah. The so it really comes down to if you believe someone could be this stupid or not, like is whether or not this guy He's, is innocent. Uh, it's well, it's funny how times have well, changed. Uh, not we, to well, real quick,
1: yeah. Just before we get into that, because they're gonna get way stupider. Like we're just <laughs> cracking the iceberg of how stupid these people are gonna get. So,
2: which is funny, like a difference of police. Like you you're talking about police that would say like, um, you know, they would let her off thinking that she's mentally unstable and Mm -hmm. then all of a sudden like no no Uh, she's a master (laughs) she's the mastermind you know i think they were able i think change what i think it was
1: is when she was young she was this young cute kid so she was able to pass it off as oh golly oopsie you know what i'm (laughs) saying i got the big dimples and shit um you know but now she's a lady and she don't smile I mean, she could hypnotize you, but, you know, the cops ain't hanging around for that. <laughs> yeah. They, they just tase you and move on. So true. But she ends up getting caught in this one in 1889. He gets off completely and she was sentenced to nine years for forgery.
3: Wow. Well, a- I mean, you said she did for 40,000 or whatever. And when Hoover left her 50,000, yeah, that was equal a to a million a and a half. So yeah, 40,000 it Has got to be just about that much, so it's a lot yeah, of so, cash. Yeah, that's Man. a lot. Yeah, and this is far from her first offense.
1: She worked as a clairvoyant in the hot, in the um, prison <laughs> and shit. She was just like a fucking of
2: telling. Do you want to work fortune. in the? Ca- Do you want to work in the cafeteria, in the laundry, or in the
3: clairvoyant? <laughs> I really think clairvoyant was just the uh, the stepping stone. That was just her interviewing stupidity right how dumb are you yeah that's her figuring out okay i can rip this person off way
2: more now yeah that's that's an interesting one for sure
1: um most of the the guards were scared of her at one point (laughs) legend has it she told the warden that he was gonna die he was gonna lose five thousand dollars and die of a disease and he did both and then the guards were scared shitless of her She only ended up doing four out of her nine years. She was paroled in 1893 and returned to Cleveland. While in Cleveland, she assumed the name Cassie Hoover and started a brothel on the city's west side.
2: I want a TV show about her immediately.
3: You know what (laughs) last name I liked having?
2: Hoover. I'm going to go back (laughs) to that. And how appropriate to run a brothel with the last name Hoover.
1: (laughs) 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 She, you know, I'm stepping this up a notch too. I'm dicking around mm-hmm. with all this fucking clairvoyant bullshit. Like I'm just going literally straight, i'm just I'm just going to straight to fucking brothel. She's
2: literally digging around,
1: so she opens this brothel and she got one of the uh, biggest brothels on the city's west side. And then while she at the brothel, She meets this rich doctor, Leroy Chadwick, who was like an old money Cleveland doctor. So he's a super rich, successful guy. And uh, he's a he's an old widower. so he's recently his wife died. And uh, he's got a ton of money, and he's at this brothel, mm-hmm. and he falls madly in love with her, right? Well, of course he does,
2: because <laughs> she doesn't smile.
1: <laughs> I'm attracted to that. At yeah. one point, I seen something said that she had a nest of brown hair. Sounds hot. I want to give her my. <laughs> yeah. I
2: want to give her the rights to my bank account. Wait till you meet her. She doesn't smile. She's got a nest of brown hair. And, whenever... and she can see the future. With one eye. She's a little creepy, really. Yeah.
3: Whenever you... you, you, you describe, it. Whenever you start describing hairstyles as, like, animal domiciles. <laughs> she's got a real bird's nest of hair. A sparrow would be right at home in her hair. <laughs> a, real, a real beaver dam of an eyebrow.
1: So... Dr. Chadwick falls in love with her, but he's like, look, I love you and my wife died and I need you, but you run this brothel. And she's like, what are you talking about? I would never run a brothel. I'm a, I'm the, uh.
2: Oh, so he th- didn't re- meet her
1: through the brothel. No, they are at the brothel. She's working at the oh. brothel. And she, it's her brothel. And she,
2: <laughs> so yeah, it's for sure. Oh, so yeah. he's, oh, okay. I get it. Yeah. So
1: he hangs out at the brothel all the time and she's just kicking it with him and shit. Okay. uh they fall in love and he's like, yeah, I want to, I love you, but you work at a brothel. You know, you fucking madam. And she's like, oh no, this isn't a brothel. This is just like a, you know, this is like a, a boarding house for young ladies.
2: He's like, no, this is like
1: a well-known mm. brothel. He's like,
2: I just got my dick sucked like <laughs> 10 minutes ago. What are you I talking, talking about? Fuck three of these girls. <laughs> And she said, I just look
3: like four <laughs> girls at once. Like, what do you mean? And they charged me with a new ma'am have a problem this in this is hotel. A, yeah. This is a really interesting boarding house. Well, she
1: freaked out and she's like, you kidding me? Cause I'm, I'm the etiquette coach. They brought me in here as the <laughs> etiquette coach at this boarding house. And I'm just here to teach these ladies how to be proper women. I teach them how to
2: walk yeah. with a stack of books on their head. Not how to suck a dick.
1: Well, she said her, you know, her family name would be ruined if they were to find out she was working a brothel and she fainted. Oh, my God. (laughs) And then when she came to, asked him to get him out of the boarding house before anybody found out and defamed her good name.
3: I think all the years of people treating her like she was slow. She's now gained like radar of picking out people that really are slow. Because this guy's got to be an idiot. He clearly went to a brothel. There's other dudes there and everything. And Officer's like, oh, this isn't a brothel. Oh, I have to go. He's got to be an idiot to believe any of this. Yeah, clearly. Yeah. So she's just picking out morons over and over. She's just got a good eye for idiots.
1: So he immediately marries Cassie and moves her into his mansion, (laughs) surprising his family and friends.
2: I'll bet. Because they all used to go to the brothel, too. So how did you two meet? <laughs> well, it was a cl- weird misunderstanding. <laughs> if three of her friends were giving me an etiquette <laughs> lesson, <laughs> which I finished. <laughs> She's the best etiquette coach <laughs> yeah. yeah.
1: you would ever fucking meet. So I couldn't get a better picture of this. This is actually, this piece we're seeing is actually like the front piece, kind of like the foyer of the house. So it's actually real big. You can kind of see how it pops That's out. That's the coat
3: room,
2: the house of the brothel.
1: The house. So this is his house. That. Ooh. Uh, so she, he marries her and ev- immediately moves her into his mansion. Like I said, he's like third-generation Cleveland money and shit. So he's like this rich dude. So he moves her into his mansion.
3: Ooh,
2: his... I can get a lot of money for these couches. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to put this mansion up for collateral. She's already a millionaire. Oh, but she probably lost it all when she went to jail.
1: She immediately starts spending all of, her, all of his money. She bought a $9,000 pipe organ. <laughs> of course she, well, yeah. she bought uh she would go to europe to buy furniture so she would travel to europe to go pick up furniture she would travel to asia to buy sculpture and clothes she had uh hats like all her stuff was custom made in new york and paris and she would travel around the world like shopping for it she, she had good taste even though she was still rich and she was doing all that it turned out the whole time she was like scheming on tariffs like stick st- how much stuff she would import back in. So even when she had money, she would still lie about how much stuff she smuggled. Wow. And they said the stuff that she bought was so expensive that like it was technically like millions of dollars in wow. tariffs that she was breaking.
3: So, so she's just a klepto. Like she can't help herself. It's mm-hmm. just the name of the game.
1: The mansion was on Euclid Street in an area that was called Millionaires Row. So at this time, Euclid Street in Cleveland, it was like one of the most richest, sought-after neighborhoods in America. So some of his neighbors were john d rockefeller uh u.s senator marcus Hanna, and john hay who was like a a secretary for abraham lincoln so it's like these huge like rich people and politicians and And uh,
3: she would still go knocking on all their doors asking for sugar even though she's got pounds at home
2: (laughs) it even looks like indian village in detroit yeah well, Detroit's
1: one of those cities, though. At at one time, those yeah. neighborhoods were like the Millionaires uh-huh. Row of you know these people. That... Well,
3: and Cleveland and Detroit came up in similar times, so a lot of the architecture and shits,
2: all yeah, very of, like, similar. Too. Yeah, like it'd be funny. I'd go to visit a friend, and like your house would be like busted, and you'd drive around the corner, and then there's this mansion. And you're like, shit! Imagine being being a kid on your big wheel, like leaving your house. and You're like, what the fuck? Like right <laughs> behind you, <laughs> it was, like fucking mansions. Mm-hmm. It's
1: interesting. Who would have known Cleveland was the spot to be in the late 1800s?
2: I believe it. It's kind of a spot to be right now.
1: Ohio is one of our, our third or something, third or fourth. It's one of our biggest listener bases. Oh, really? Yeah. And I can't stand Ohio. <laughs> so that's crazy. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I actually love Ohio, and I'm not even saying that facetiously.
3: I mean, my I'm kid. In, I'm indifferent. I have no opinion on I don't know.
2: <laughs> I say that. Look, I mean, I don't know.
1: I've been to Ohio a lot. It's pretty it's... dope.
3: I just don't like Columbus. Canton. It's yeah. the sports guy in you. Yeah. I why. know that's what it is.
1: It is. Yeah, because is. I, well, I don't like the Indians. I don't like the Cavs. I don't like the, you know what I mean? So it's easy. And, to
3: and it's up. a weird, I call it like a sibling rivalry. Like a lot of people in Michigan for some reason just like, yeah, yeah. anti-Ohio and a lot of Ohio people are like anti-Michigan oh, yeah. for no reason. It's like, we are just about the same. Yeah. yeah. I it's li- the same
2: I, spot. I, I yeah. love going to Toledo and Cleveland.
3: I love Cedar Point. <laughs> uh canton
1: nfl hall of fame
3: oh
2: yeah that too
1: rock and roll hall of fame mm-hmm. the christmas story house
2: oh yeah I'm, uh, is it still up yeah i should go there this year
1: they had a Annoy do it they need the money there. they had a record loss over covid like nobody came like it fucking almost crushed the christmas story house what are you
2: gonna get covid standing in a fucking driveway <laughs> <don't know> <laughs> come on it's
1: a mom and pop business down there in fucking uh yeah, yeah. ralphie's house Frigile. All right, well, we're going to take a quick smoke break, refill our drinks, and we'll be back in a minute.
4: tearing you down with me spit like bear and rulers are bread like prizers roll with the goal and get beaten like outsiders these amateur animals swing in the wrong jungle climbing the wrong vines mean these lions will snuff you concrete wilderness building our own structures writing our own order appointing our own judges overthrowing authority morally lack conscience fighting for survival with rivals with throat punches Bound Assorting the them. Hood of honor corroded as soon as it was awarded. Some were thwarted before they could be supported. Rolling thunder bombarded and flaming dark put apart in them. Separate and disarm them and send the bulls to the parliament. Operation Niagara, Viet Cong and the battle with Laying mines and grenades and flamethrowers to scatter them. Dear mama, this battle is harder than what we thought it'd be. Every part of me scarred, I'll be recognized when they murder me. Wow. It, you're about to die. Zero sand in your glass. Fuck it, you can't even cry. Put a dagger to your neck just to keep yourself in check. Put a dagger to your neck just to keep yourself in check. Everybody grab a side as you fight to stay alive. Dancing on a hand grenade so you can die and they survive. Silver bullets in the sky, drop in seven second. Death scattering the children run, rubbing till there's nothing left. In the water, sons and daughters hold their flags up high. Wallowing in the harbor as the military tanks arrive. Penetrate the border with disorder like an animal. Every war has the honor of turning kings into cannibals. Bountains!
3: Tater tots are the donut holes of hash browns.
1: <laughs> keep bad. just that little piece right there. That belongs there. Nugget.
3: Put it on a t-shirt, put it on a bumper sticker.
1: <laughs> All right. When we left off, she had married Dr. Chadwick and was settled into a millionaire wife life on Millionaire's Row in Cleveland.
3: She was still spending a bunch of money and still just ripping people off where she could. And she That's has impeccable taste.
1: In the spring of 1902, Cassie took a train to New York following her husband's friend, a lawyer named James Dillon. She booked a room at the same hotel he did, and then pretended to coincidentally run into him at the banquet room at that luxury hotel. Hmm. So they run into each other, and and, and this lawyer's like, hey, aren't you
3: (laughs) Cassie Chadwick? What are you doing here? Hmm.
1: uh, The doctor's
3: wife. Oh, but I had no Mm -hmm. idea you would be here. Mm Mm-hmm. I, I, I'm a little low on funds, but I do have this business card that says who my husband is, but you already know him. So you don't
1: need the business card. You already know.
3: Him. Yeah. We go way back. So, uh, what you got on my 40 homie? <laughs> <laughs> uh, I mean, that essentially is what she's doing. She's going all up and down the St. Lawrence from Buffalo, New York to Toledo.
2: Just, Hey. What you got on my 40? She puts her (laughs) fingers up to her head and she says, I see an adulterous blowjob in your future. (laughs) (laughs) She's straight up. (laughs) I mean, this is kind of what I do. I I see that happening.
3: I'm just saying, maybe. (laughs) (laughs) See, see maybe if she's, I mean, I will give her credit (laughs) because, no, a lot of shit that goes on or whatever, I always give her credit when she's doing all this stuff, spitting all this game. But she hasn't been, like, a prostitute in any way. Like, she's not selling sex. She straight up is using her mind and ripping these dudes off. Like, you could say, because she's well, marrying these people, sure. Well, no, but... but
1: then they're buying the cow, though. Yeah, <laughs> you know, that's she really... what I'm saying. So she tells him she's in town and personal business with her father. And uh, her ride stood her up. And, you know, he's a gentleman and she knows her. She needs an escort. So ask him if he can escort her to her father's house.
3: See, in case in point, this whole thing—it's the neighbor, like her husband's friend. She happened to go into the same hotel. But in this case, as I'm hearing the story, no part of me is thinking, "Oh, she's gonna like fuck this dude." And she not her husband—it is just straight up, she's gonna rip this guy off. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, that's it.
1: So he says, "Yeah." So he goes and uh, he agrees to escort her, and he hails a carriage, and he follows the direction. And they pull up at Andrew Carnegie's four-story mansion.
3: Too, well, she goes big with her shit. It's a bold move. <laughs> it's a bold move, Cotton. <laughs> it's a bold move, Cotton. Let's see how it pans out.
1: <laughs> so they pull out Andrew Carnegie's uh, house, <laughs> and and the lawyer friend's like it's Andrew Carnegie's house. So she goes up to the door and she knocks on the door, and uh, I forgot my key. <laughs> <laughs> They come out, and they talk to her, and she goes in. She goes in the house, and uh, she's in there for like 20, 30 minutes. And uh, she comes out, and she gets back in the carriage. It turns out what she did was she went up there, and she knocked on the door. Kitchen inspector. She told him that she was going to hire a maid that had used them as a reference, and she wanted to check the (laughs) reference.
2: She's the shit. So they
1: brought her in, and then, like, they... You know, and then she's just nice with everybody. And so they're, they're <laughs> talking to her and they couldn't find it. So they're like, well, we'll go get the, the the butler guy and, you know, we'll go check oh, the man. records and shit. And then when she leaves, she was like waving to him and talking. And uh, she, so he just sees her coming. And he's like, dude. Wow. I... She's just in there for 30 minutes. It's, Andrew Carnegie's out. She pulled up and walked up in there.
2: Yeah, I like tried to impress it. a girl like that, too. I told her I, like the, that the uh, Hall, uh, Rock and Roll Hall of Fame was like one of my summer houses. Got tased well, be like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It didn't end as well. Yeah, uh, it didn't work out. And but, so. I, but I tried.
1: So she gets in the carriage. She accidentally drops an envelope of 500k <laughs> worth of promissory notes and $5 million worth of securities. Wait, whoa, whoa,
2: whoa, 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 whoa. whoa, wait, what? <laughs> yeah. So she, she, she leaves the carriage. <laughs> so she goes up to the door and then she comes back So, is she trying to make it look like the envelope came from inside the house? Yeah. Man, God damn, she is so fucking smart. She's playing 3D chess. She is something else. You are a Connect Four.
1: (laughs) So, this guy's like, whoa, it's like a half a million dollars in promissory notes and like. So, she's playing
2: U of M Monopoly and they're playing Ohio State Monopoly. (laughs) (laughs) Ooh, burn. Stick burn.
1: Ohio State's considerably better at football lately, though.
2: And, and, and you know, it takes a big you to say that. It sucks. <laughs> well, I mean, it sucks. so it takes
3: you to say that. <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> Ouch, man. This is my goddamn podcast,
1: bro. Damn. <laughs> My fucking podcast.
2: (laughs) He just Mm -hmm. got back in the carriage and dropped an envelope (laughs) (laughs) with the promissory notes. He just dropped 500,000 of promissory notes on your ass. (laughs) (laughs) I didn't call you a chick.
1: Right? I started it. I said, be nice. You're like, fuck you. I'm I'm going going the other way. way. Turn the screw. I'm going scorched earth. I'm going to salt the earth. You don't have to burn this whole fucking podcast down. I'm going to be playing basketball in
3: Pelican Bay. He's going to (laughs) fucking unplug your mic in a second. Fuck everybody, but founders.
1: (laughs) So, uh, she's like, look, you can't tell anybody this. This is super secret, so don't tell anybody.
3: (laughs) You can't tell anybody this. Why? Because I just made it up.
1: But uh, I'm Andrew Carnegie's illegitimate daughter. And he doesn't know. (laughs) Well, no, he knows, but he has to pay me his money, so I don't say anything because it looks bad for you know his reputation. He's wow. his, you know he's big businessman, shit.
3: My real name is Cassie <sighs> Carnegie.
1: So he's like, "There's a lot of money." She's like, "Dude, I got." <clears throat> she's like, "Look," she said, "at home I got seven million more, and then I got a four hundred million dollar inheritance when he passes away. Like, this ain't shit." Like, I... but
2: wait a minute, she's saying this to a person who knows her husband. Yeah. yeah. God, she has... Man, she's something else.
3: That's what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. She walks in love, like this is genius, but so fucking stupid at the same time.
1: But she's like, yeah, don't tell anybody. That's why I don't, I don't want. You
3: which know, which right want...
1: now means like a trillion. <laughs> well, that's why I want him to love me for me, not for my money. So that's why I don't. I let want him, want him
3: for, to love me in my crazy fucking mm-hmm. eyes <laughs> and lack of a smile. <laughs> yeah, not <but> for <laughs> yeah. my four hundred
1: million dollars.
3: For my lovely demeanor.
1: So he says, "Okay, I won't tell anybody." <laughs> and then, uh. He tells everybody. Oh, my God. And then what he says is he tells her, like, what you need to do is you need to put all these in the bank. You need to set up security deposit box and you can get some loans on the money because it's already secured.
3: (laughs) And this chick who's had a banking account since she was 13 was a financial (laughs) advisor, all this shit is like, but I don't know what banks are. (laughs) Can you help me maybe put it in your name? I don't understand. Man. So
1: he's like, "Well, yeah, of course. Of course yeah. I can help you." Of course little
3: lady. <laughs> I'll of course help you out in this endeavor.
1: Well, cuz he thinks I can get my money off this too, right? I could obviously steal this. She's got so much money. And she money. know and she knows that right. obviously. Yeah. So he goes to the bank and he's he's like, "I'm a lawyer. I can take care of all this." So he goes and he sets it up and he gets a security deposit box which sets up the <laughs> banks and he starts getting loans. Everybody finds out, and even her husband, he's like, "What's going on?" She's like, "Look, I told you that I was working at a brothel, that I was coming from a good family, but I didn't want to tell you because, you know, I just love you. So why didn't you
3: (laughs) pay for your fucking pipe organ? (sighs) Why'd that come out of my paycheck?"
1: At some point, when they start saying, "Well, why didn't you? Why you spending all my money?" She starts spending her money. She threw a party, and she bought everybody at the party pianos
2: oh come on (laughs) Uh, oh like you've never been to a piano party she's like oprah
3: you get a piano you get a piano but but what am i even supposed to do with this this? yeah so many people are like how the fuck am i gonna get this home i came here on a fucking horse yeah (laughs) (laughs) what is going on it's raining out here we don't have paved streets there is mud you get a free piano the only catch is
2: Delivery is
3: $500. Oh, it's just like on <laughs> all those game shows when they're like, yeah, you get a car, but you got to pay like four oh, yeah, grand the tax in taxes. Not, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. well, you
2: gave me a bill. <laughs> yeah. What the fuck you just did to me? You keep your fucking piano. It's like that old uh, Mitch Hedberg joke. And somebody hands you a flyer. It's like, here, you throw this away. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. If I want a piano, i have a fucking piano right now. <laughs> she bought
1: eight pianos at a party.
2: So there was only eight people at the party? Yeah. All right. Well, I mean, plus one. <laughs> and <laughs> have the help with it Had
1: to split this piano. But then now once the word gets out, more banks want to capitalize on this and everybody wants to try and get like a piece of the money off her. So they start offering more loans and they're like, well, they'll give her like high interest rates and she'll sign off on them. She's like, yeah, I'll pay, you know, 50% interest. So they're like, we'll give you $300,000 loan. She's like, cool. And they give her $300,000. And this they're is, like,
3: uh, yeah. this is way before <laughs> social security numbers like nowadays you do all that the irs will find you going back to what you keep on saying cancer like man to be alive back then yeah man. no social security numbers you could just tell them your name and get a giant loan out of these motherfuckers that's like crazy you could just look a certain way that's why going back yeah these people are just fucking idiots I don't feel bad for these fucking bankers at all, especially they're big banks. Right. So fuck them anyway. Yeah, that
1: oh, really that yeah. really makes it easier to say yeah. fuck these fucking guys because they're fucking bankers.
2: Yeah.
3: Well, and
1: this is what makes it easier to say fuck them is because the reason it happened was because once word got out that you know it didn't get out, but it did get out that she's got this four hundred million dollar inheritance. Here's the thing: no one wants to ask Andrew Carnegie because that'll embarrass them and they'll be the one that gets in trouble and get <laughs> left out. So nobody wants hmm. to say anything because they'll be like, oh, it's the illegitimate daughter. Don't
2: that's an interesting S- yeah. say anything but see,
1: that's, because he'll get pissed. So they don't want to embarrass him. They don't want to piss off the guy with the money.
3: Yeah, they're being willfully ignorant. They're choosing not to ask those questions, even though they know those questions should be asked. Because the whole thing is hearsay. She never even told them straight up that she's Carnegie. They heard because homeboy ran his fucking mouth.
2: She's just taking you the guys, money. Yeah. yeah. She planted the yeah. seed. There's no proof that her she name is even
3: her fucking name. There's no proof of anything. She's just straight up selling wicker furniture that ain't even hers. That's what the fuck is happening. You think any of her dreams when she was the little deaf girl sitting in the schoolyard, not talking to anyone, she really thought, I'm going to fuck all these people up. This is craziness.
1: Over the next couple of years she was issued over 2 million dollars cash Dude, in loans from various banks. What is That bikes. in
3: today's money? Like, I got lot it right of here. Money, man. Wait, is, we're in the early 1900s, like 19 1904? Oh, yeah, so not even in
2: the teens. Yeah, my grandpa was born in 1903.
3: But see, yeah, fuck these people. They gave her like 2 million dollars in credit because they heard a rumor that she was Carnegie's illegitimate
1: <laughs> daughter about 61 Sixty one and a half million dollars. Sixty one point five million. Because
3: they heard she was Carnegie's fucking that's crazy.
1: She got loans from Citizens National Bank, Ohio Citizens Bank, Wade Park's Banking Company, New York's Lincoln National Bank, Euclid Avenue Baptist, and then a huge (laughs) Pittsburgh Steel mogul gave her five hundred thousand cash.
2: Just a dude that's not even a banker. He's just a steel mobile. Okay. Can I ask you this, though? Yeah. What are they giving her money for? To invest?
1: No, they're You're just d- d- giving it as loans at high interest rates. Oh, like, so they, okay, that's what so their though. thing is, she's going to get a bunch of money. She's so stupid. We're giving her advances, but it's like 50%. So we're giving her $3 million. She's going to give us... And I
2: think she's good for it because of right. who she's affiliated with. They the
1: think they're taking her. advantage of her. And she, yeah. They think oh. they think that she's so stupid she doesn't know these are almost illegal interest rates.
2: And I'm supposed to feel right. bad for these.
1: But right. see, here's They're two. They're like, hey, we got to get on this bandwagon. This lady <laughs> is spending all this money, and if we're gonna miss out, like we can charge this charger thirty percent, forty percent. Just pick an interest rate, charger. She'll give you the money.
3: She's amazing. But see, here's a couple of things I want to point out in this. Number one, she's reached a point. Where these motherfuckers are coming to her mm-hmm. to rip them off. Like, she's not even going to these banks and applying for these loans. They're saying, hey, we heard you're rich and we can give you these loans. Which, number two is, if they think that she's rich, why would they be like, she probably needs a loan. She's super rich. She it is probably interesting needs how a that loan. Works. But number three is, uh even today, but especially back then in 1904... These bankers are fucking idiots. We can all agree. And and definitely bad people because they think they're ripping her off. Like they're trying to rip her off bad. So it's like, good. They're getting their comeuppance. But a big thing to remember is that at this time, especially that bank money is citizens. Mo- like the citizens bank really started from being citizens money. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of shitty that all these stupid fucking bankers giving her loans over a fucking rumor but that's not their money they're giving her 60 million dollars of and i mean everybody else's money. It's, it probably is a yeah, lot of rich your, your people's money yeah and i mean all cra- it probably is a lot of rich people's money because even back then there weren't too many like everyday blue-collar workers with checking accounts in these banks probably but still that's something to remember is these bankers are idiots but they're not playing with their own money
1: in november of 1904 a Massachusetts banker that it gave her a loan of 190,000 finds out about all their other loans. So he finds out like, okay, so she hasn't paid a single payment back.
3: <laughs> and too, it was one of those things that you hear is like, wait, they didn't know she had other loans out. That's fucking wild.
1: He says, you know what? I just want my loan back. <laughs> I want my money. She couldn't pay it. And then so they did an investigation and all her securities were found to be
2: frauds. Now, see, that's where the fine line between genius and idiot comes in, because <laughs> something tells me that if she were able to give that money back, it would have thrown a lot of people off of her scent. Right. And it would have been a good move. But right. See, just, well, bam. Here's your yeah, Be Like, hey, that's well, a pop, but like yeah, I understand. I understand. Here's your here's your money back um apologies it didn't work out blah 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 and then that's more people are but, gonna line up to be like see she's like, even paying these fuckers but, off Correct. So... See,
3: yeah but see you just said the same thing that's the ponzi scheme is like yeah but she got the loan so she has the money to pay that guy off so just pay him mo- up like that's the whole point of the ponzi scheme is uh, borrowing from this Peter money to... to pay paul like you get these investors and you pay off the new investors to get more investors like,
2: yeah
1: and said she didn't pay nobody
3: yeah she just took all the money. but she got all these loans so she should have had the money plus her husband is rich she's course, buying pipe she, organs she, like she probably she has did the fucking she, money she like, probably did pay this she, fucking guy off. something about the
1: Whole, you the, know. the personality that makes her do what she does. And right, oh I goodness.
3: think it's great that this guy figured it out after the loan already happened. So I have a feeling like he came back from vacation was like, ah, oh, what happened? They're like, hey, we got this one bitch. We loaned her all this money. He's like, you did what?
2: I'm sure that's exactly how they said it. Too.
3: What did you do? <laughs> and then like he figured it all out. Possible. I mean, like you got because otherwise this guy would have figured this out before the loan <laughs>
2: happened. Plus, I mean, we don't know the distance of these banks. We don't know how they communicated with each other. We don't, You know what I'm saying? Like, there's a lot of the chain yeah, of like, well, uh, at some information. some point, it's probably being sneaky because you think you're getting the jump on them. Shit, so you not even trying to be. And she's probably not paying anything back because she's like, well, I could just divorce this guy, change my name again, right move to another fucking city, and do the shit all over again. Yeah. Like, I've been doing my whole fucking life. Yeah. Um, A lot of women didn't smile then, because there wasn't much to smile. Wait, wait, about. What are you gonna smile about? <laughs> that's why it's considered rude to tell them to smile now, right? Like <laughs> smile.
3: Like fuck you,
2: bro. Yeah, smile. you fucking smile. That's I like want to know smile. you're not
3: some evil con woman that's trying <laughs> to get my money. Smile, please. <laughs> <laughs> smile.
2: Eventually,
1: they like, okay, we gotta ask Andrew Carnegie now. This all looks fake, and shit. <laughs> so they ask him. We have just gotten to the point where it's time <laughs> to ask him. He said that he's never heard of Cassie and he hasn't signed a promissory note in 30, 30 years. Probably hasn't buzzed in a nut. And... <laughs> like, what are you talking about?
3: No. I, have... no. <laughs> no,
1: I don't have a daughter. No, I didn't give her a million. Yeah, yeah. I have a leather sheath imagine, I wear.
3: Imagine you're Carnegie. You're just hanging out being Carnegie. You got all this other shit going on and you just got all these mirrors like, hey, lady says she's your daughter and we gave her millions of dollars he's like the fuck are you talking about he's like
2: that's funny that happened twice last week and yeah, three times just, last month
3: he's like a promissory what the fuck get out of here i'm trying to play golf did you say a promissory now yeah yeah. yeah. that's not even
2: money yeah that's not
3: is that
1: legal
2: tender uh well
1: no. <laughs> that's why i think we're getting in that tricky space because now it's 1904 so now we're kind of starting to get in the modern banking got it you know, 1880s, Cassie. That's still sliding. You know, and, promissory notes and bullshit. Yeah, it is funny when shit and starts to develop. Yeah, imagine being a the
3: banker when you go to Carnegie. Like, hey, there's this lady. Do you, do you by any chance have a illegitimate uh, <laughs> daughter? Do you? Uh, is that a, is that a thing? Because we kind of gave this lady a bunch of money. And then the second he like laughs in your face as a banker that gave all this money away, you just have to be like. Oh fuck! Oh fuck! Oh fuck! Oh fuck! Oh fuck! Fuck! To just realize, uh, which you probably knew. He like, does.
1: She doesn't have the money.
3: Yeah. Shit. Like that. Just that moment when you're like, oh,
1: okay. <laughs> so they moved into arrest her, but uh, Cassie somehow disappeared. <laughs> Like, before anybody could find her. So uh, they showed up to arrest her one day. They're like, okay, this is a fraud. We're out of here. They showed up to arrest her and she's gone. Nobody knew where she's at. They ended up catching her later in a luxury hotel in New York. When she had $100,000 in a hidden
2: money belt.
3: Wasn't hidden so too good.
2: Also was like, well, she was getting man It was a manhunt then. She hit out the last the place cow.
3: anyone would expect.
2: A luxury <laughs> hotel.
1: Yeah. She would have got away with it if she could slum it. She was just like, nah. I would rather get caught than fucking stay at a bad hotel. That's I wonder what name she used. The fraud was a huge blow to the banking community.
2: Oh, they recovered. <laughs> they got <laughs> it <his> together. <scholarship>. Yeah, <laughs> they, they figured it out somehow. Man, I feel
3: bad for those guys. Yeah, Are we ever going to make it out?
2: They're never going to get it. Citizens National Bank
1: of Oberlin, who had lent her $800,000, went bankrupt.
2: Yeah, that'll happen. Ah, damn. Meaning they just changed their name. And ripped off okay. another group of people. Now we're Chase National Bank. Yeah, so, yeah, exactly. It's funny how that happens.
1: Her trial became a media circus. It was attended by Andrew Carnegie and many of her millionaire <laughs> row neighbors. She was found guilty of conspiracy to bankrupt the Citizens National Bank and conspiracy against the government and was sentenced to 14 years in prison at a $70,000 fine.
2: That's a pretty... I wouldn't expect it to be that low. Yeah, uh, 14 years. I mean, dollar. Mm-hmm. Or... Well, I mean, I guess <clears throat> the life expectancy back then was a lot different, so.
1: On January 1st, 1906, she was sentenced to the Ohio State Penitentiary.
2: So not as like, nice as it oh, looks. so this
3: whole thing is mine? This is all <laughs> my house? Like, no, this is a prison. Did she,
2: did she wave at the staff? <laughs> to the carriage driver, I'm home. Or she's like, okay. oh yeah, it looks nice. This is my biggest and spot so far.
3: They showed her <laughs> her cell. She was like, so this is my closet for my closet?
1: Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. So, who are all these other people?
3: Yeah, 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 yeah. Why are they? <laughs> these are <laughs> my, my bed. servants. They're like, oh, I don't think <laughs> I'll need this many servants. This is a lot of people. What's that smell? I like the size of the place. Yeah, <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> the help is no help at all. <laughs> <laughs>
1: so she does. She doesn't do well in prison. She really struggles. Uh, that's <laughs> shocking no. to hear. Shocking and uh
2: even when she shut up set up shop as a clairvoyant didn't <laughs> yeah, really it
1: didn't work it worked last time at for work fucking no ramen more. noodles and shit yeah. she's like oh yeah she ain't got it no more the eye's gone you got yeah. the chili lime ramen <laughs> i'll tell you but the future you, that is
3: weird but the last time she was in prison that was her thing she went clairvoyant again oh. and wound up getting out in four years or something yeah but this is the whole thing
1: this is 1907 though you know what i'm saying people like, are
2: much smarter than well i mean was, she was
1: like a, <laughs> this is the wild west and shit like yeah it's at least like modern times and shit it's like it just people you can't mm-hmm. say oogie boogie and people say oh my god you know what i mean like
2: some people depends on, i guess you right. know depends on where you're at a fucking civilized cleveland
3: and at this point she probably lost her good old clairvoyant touch
2: yeah a
1: grim doesn't go as far as it used to 20 years ago. <laughs> <You> now <she laughs> no, just...
3: no, those alluring eyes, now it's just creepy. And where huh. was this at
2: again?
1: This is Ohio State Penitentiary. Okay. She would correspond with her son, Emil, a lot. Oh, I forgot about him. In Canada? Yeah. Um, but it seems like she might have always sent him a bunch of money all along. Mm. Sure. And he stayed in our, he, he stayed in his, <laughs> and own, he
3: sent her back a letter. If only all this m- money could buy me a mother. <laughs> She's like,
2: dude,
3: stop being a pussy. I'm out here grinding, bro. Yeah, yeah. You can buy a mother.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Open up the envelope, bro. Yeah. You're a Carnegie. You're with grandma and grandpa. They taking care of you. Learn how to be a farmer, bro. Yeah. <laughs> Rural Canada, isn't it fun? Rural. Well, because he ends up securing her like a spot in the local like uh, cemetery, like so she got buried in a plot by by her parents. On October, on September seventeenth, nineteen oh seven, she collapsed from a nervous attack and lost her eyesight. Wow. Less than a month later, on October tenth, she died of complications due to heart and digestive issues.
4: Huh. She's
1: she was buried in her hometown in Canada.
2: They sent her back to Canada. Her
1: body. Yeah. Her son took care of it. Her son had her uh, yeah. ship back home and had him buried it. Like, oh well, yeah, when a you die, if you
3: have a kid, when you die, your body just goes to your kid. Whoever and wants to. It's him. up to them to discover, figure like, out what they want to do, to do the burial and shit.
2: And since he's in Canada, he's not going to be like, yeah, but you well, got to let me pay come for down. that. They're not gonna give you a courtesy of sending your body back. You know what I'm saying? Well like, no though well, the kid pay for it. Yeah, yeah, that's probably, what I'm saying. Like, yeah.
3: Well it's either that or he has to pay to go down to Cleveland and find a spot yeah, in Cleveland sure. and all that shit.
1: But yeah, it so seemed, she
3: died uh It
1: seems like in hindsight the fact that he had everything took care of, they had her took home, they got her so this is her uh She's, she's only forty eight years show. old. She's an old forty eight for the record.
2: Spoiler alert. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, oh. Yeah, but that's <laughs> still a weird way to go. I mean, not everybody ages the same, you know what I mean? Like My Dad's okay. eighty-three, but he plays pool hey. with guys that are sixty-three and they all look older than him. So that's the story of Cassie Chadwick. So say goodnight to the bad guy.
0: Come on. The last time you're gonna see a bad guy like this again, let me tell
1: you. Alright. So now you guys haven't seen a picture yet. But if we was gonna cast a movie about Cassie Chadwick, who would you cast a player?
2: Let's
1: see, unsmiling. <clears>
3: hmm. <throat> Nest would... Sorry. No, but... go ahead. No 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 go ahead. I was just Well, that's the physical description, but what's funny is because she's such a a rip off artist and all this sort of stuff, I was thinking Jodie Foster from the film Maverick. But also, because she seems a little slow, Jodie Foster from Nell. Man, Remember that good i never watched movie? that, but
2: I am going to watch Maverick again when I go home.
3: For Surprise. the record, I came up with that when uh, she was going up to, bu- after she got rid of her kid and went on her New York tour of That's ripping good. people off. I was thinking, like, yeah, she probably took a steamboat up Lake Erie, up St. Lawrence, up to New York, right there.
1: Just go to the next yeah. spot, wherever's the next spot. So I was
3: thinking steamboat, like her being uh jodie foster
2: yeah i like have... that hmm
3: helena bonham carter yeah mm. i could see that
2: unsmiling face how nest how of how a how head i mean yeah it's right there side note read something interesting about helena bonham carter because i noticed i seen her in a show recently and her teeth were jacked the fuck up so i googled helena bonham carter's teeth and apparently they've approached her with trying to do something to her teeth like fix them up or whatever and she's like no nah. She's like, no, these are my fucking teeth. Take them or leave them. I'm a great actor. Mm, fuck it. Take it or leave it. Um, At one point... She's not Mike, wrong.
1: Michael Strahan, and I think Michael Strahan might have got his teeth fixed now. but That was an
2: April Fool's joke, I believe. Where he said he got his teeth fixed.
1: Well, he may have now, but for a long he didn't for the longest time. And, you know, he's kind of famous. He got that big uh, gap in his teeth and shit. And at one point he said... You know, once he's Michael Strahan, he's like the sack champion and shit. And uh, yeah. he said, "No." He said, "I." He's like, "I know I get it fixed," but he said, "When I was like a poor kid in college, people made fun of my teeth." He said, "I got rich, and people used to say my smile had character."
2: Mm-hmm. Oh, all of a sudden, That's yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm, that's... I'm Michael
1: Strahan, and I'm rich, and now all of a sudden you like it. Yeah, I know.
2: Yeah, I know. when when Eminem was that guy that was just at St. Andrews mm-hmm. with a cut off white t-shirt that was dirty and a shitty old hat like they weren't like oh yeah look how hot he is and then like fucking six months later like damn
1: he's hot like yeah i've always well, said so that like uh well we're down river obviously mm-hmm. so like girls that just fucking love kid rock and that love eminem like well you love them because they're rich and successful because if you really just want an m&m like you go like yeah they're... washing dishes at the dicks cody island there's this is like a park fucking m&m <laughs> and kid rock is all over the place like you can't throw a rock without hitting the m&m around this motherfucker
2: exactly
1: well i mean the talent also i shouldn't say just the money and shit but i'm just saying like
2: yeah that was they at that point they didn't care that they were talented no right. i, I we know exactly what you're saying
1: all right you guys so this is a picture of cassie chadwick this is her card that says i'm an heiress i guess this is the dead like uncle
3: (laughs) or whatever see first of all there's a smile yeah that's what i'm saying the second you see that card, be like well this doesn't even look like you so i don't believe this card
2: at all this isn't
3: even (laughs) you What what do you mean
2: first of all that's not an unattractive woman second of all uh she's smiling slightly with her eyes Even more so in the second one, she's like literally smiling. Wait, which one isn't it? On the right, she's smiling. No, I'm saying, but you think that's not an unattractive woman? No. Eh, I mean, she's a a regular lady. Yeah, I mean. Look, I mean,
1: anybody with that haircut uh, and that stupid dress is going to look kind of like that.
3: That's an
2: unattractive
3: uncle. (laughs) Her uncle's ugly as shit. Hey, you leave Red Fox out of this. Look, I think, yeah, I mean, god
2: damn, dude. I think But she, no, I mean,
3: she's not, she's not like, ass ugly or nothing, but she's definitely, I wouldn't say, is right. attractive well, no, she's not, yeah. at all.
1: Well, right. That's what, I those said are, she's that's what I'm saying. Right. She's, those very, are different questions. she's yeah. very plain. Those are different questions. Yeah, yeah but I don't know.
3: I'm those saying were... mostly, most of the descriptions seem to be panning
2: out. She's got, like, a well, Mona Lisa look to her. i got some more pictures. Now, that lady on the right there... That's, that's not that, uh, that's not that great <laughs> on the left either. Was and she was 48? 48. Yeah, so 48. yeah. So yeah. I mean.
3: It's a rough 48. Even, even <laughs> younger rough her was pretty 40. rough. That's rough. Yeah. No, I'm saying even that one, that one's yes, like I early twenties. I see though. where you're
2: pointing. And yeah. yes, that's rough. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. She's a very not attractive. <laughs> but lady. I mean, not everybody, you know, you don't always take good photos. That's a, that's, those are bad.
1: (laughs) Well, Those are all mug shots, right? Mug shots are always taken at your worst. But I think over here, like, look, my mug shots are great. (laughs) (laughs) All six of them. uh, Straight ahead is my best look. (laughs) That's why I always look so stupid, because if I look in the mirror, I look good.
2: Yeah. My profile is a no file.
1: All right. Well, so now we got to do the DEF CON scale. Standard DEF CON is five to one, five being the lowest, one being the highest. But on the bad guy podcast, there's no good guys. So five would be Lee Murray, who's your drug dealing, kidnapping, bank robber. And at one, you got the Purple Gang, who's got multiple gang wars, multiple massacres, and they kill people on the streets. So on a scale of Lee Murray to the Purple Gang, where would you rate Cassie Chadwick?
2: Five. She didn't kill anybody. She just took care of idiots. She took uh, advantage of idiots and crippled a bank. Yeah. yeah. Eh, I'm cool. (laughs) <laughs> but see,
3: this goes back to i really feel like for this whole con man series we should adjust the scale a little bit because none of these system. guys really have bodies that's right. not the con man style it really is like the amount of her conning i think would be it and for me i mean i i always go off personality like are they just a bad person? Were they raised this way? Like what are their motivations? Her, I would say she is straight up a bad person. She's straight up, her life was to rip people off, doing it willingly, constantly lying. And even when she had money, even when she conned her way into being rich, she was still like, you know what? I'm rip more of these people off. To the point that she shut she down do banks to the point of all this, so I mean, on the con man scale of all the con men that I've heard on the show so far or whatever, I would put her right up at a one or two. But in like just normal, yes, yeah, scale, she would be like a five or not because she never killed anyone.
1: All right. So we're going to call her a DEFCON 5.
4: That's right. It's going to the streets. Hey, y'all, it's revolution up in this bitch. Set the alarm DEFCON 5.
2: You're just a five. Yeah,
1: and I don't even think mathematically that worked out. I don't know what the <laughs> numbers were, but I just pick one.
3: Well, it's, if we're going off classic right, DEF yeah, CON I mean, scale, she is a five. Yeah.
1: All right, before we go, you guys got anything?
3: Nothing. This uh, Founders was delicious. Founders, it'll do the job.
2: <laughs> Hashtag Founders. Founders, Grand Rapids for beer. <laughs> <laughs> or Comstock. I don't know. I'm confused. I think Bells is in Comstock. Comstock.
1: Bells is in Comstock. Yeah, but it's in uh Kalamazoo too. No, it's Founders grand, it, is in
2: Grand Rapids, isn't it? Yeah, this yeah. Is Grand Rapids. Founders Grand Rapids for beer.
1: Yeah. <pop> Print it. I was saying Kalamazoo. Put it on a t-shirt. Well, you said Comstock. So yeah, Bells, Bells is in Comstock. Comstock, which is right outside of Kalamazoo. Yeah, I mean they're all like pretty close.
2: Not staggering yeah. distance, but right close. <laughs> 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 they're uber distance for sure. They're all in the
3: same state.
1: All right. <laughs> yeah. This is say hello to the bad guy. Thanks for coming and thanks for
2: listening. Say goodbye to the bad guy.
0: Yeah, say hello to the bad guy, guy. guy. the good guy coming last place, smell that dope when I pass by, I ran my money at a fast pace, say hello to the bad guy, the good guy coming last place, smell that dope when I pass by. Down bad, my mama had to be dead. Spent my birthdays in the trap. We had to work with what we had. She been working on a raise while trying to raise me like a man. Plus my daddy in the box and all my cousins in the cam. And I don't need a hundred friends. I just want a hundred bands, a hundred jokes, a hundred scams. So out of money grabbed a hundred hams. So the item, grabbed a bunch of and bands. I ain't wanna fall victim to that system or the missiles Fuck a judge with a grudge. I'm blowing crud for my mental life And I still keep it on me, run tell your big homie First you meet your dead homie, Ay. Yeah. Say hello to the bad guy, bad guy. The good guy coming last, last, last place You smell that dope when I pass by, last last by. Ay. I Ay. like my money at a fast yeah. pass In the fast lane, let my money at a fast pace Look like a drag race, control up in my ashtray I'm in my bag, a yeah. good girl, bad face Slim no waist and her ass fake, Aye. And she in love with the bad guy Aye. But bad bitches never act right, Aye. She act up until that bag fly Did a turn around in one night, Aye. Say hello to the bad guy, Aye. Aye. Good guy, come at last place. You smell that dope when I pass by. I let my money at a fast pace. Say hello to the bad guy. Good guy, come at last place. You smell that dope when I pass by. I let my money at a fast pace.